Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, back with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm good. This is so official. Look at us. Look at your background. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, there's so many things we can do with it too. I'm not even going to play around with it tonight. Um, yeah, it's very cool. I love it. it. I love it. Thanks for updating us, making us like real podcasters. If it was me just running this podcast alone, I'd still be on my shitty ass headphones. <laughs> Remember when you were like, um, you sound right. terrible. I'm sending you a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And now I have a new mic. Look at this thing. It looks awesome. Right in the foreground. I know. Look at that. So many jokes I can make about this thing, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to let it go. I hope it hits you in the face at one point and then we'll it just, might. the jokes will never end. It actually might. No, I've, I've been wanting to upgrade for a while. I got tired of like sitting in my kitchen and it looked like mm -hmm. crap anyway. And like, this is the most comfortable room in my house, which is the guitar room. I love it. Comfortable for me. I don't know about everybody else. Bean hates it, but I love it. And uh, I'm like, you know, it's a good room for recording and hanging out. And I'm spending most of my time in here anyway. So spend a little money and upgraded us. So here we are. Fancy. And I moved from Joanna Gaines's kitchen to her living room with my background. Oh. <laughs> Man, where does this woman get all the money for all of her fanciness? Oh man, it's like she runs a design empire or something like that. I guess. I guess. I, guess. I buy my, all uh, of her things. She gets all her money from me, John. That's where she gets it all. My youngest kid's going to go to design school and I hope she comes away with the ability to do all that kind of stuff and come in and do it for me because I'm useless when it comes to design. But here is we that are. Crazy? Is that crazy to say my youngest is going to go to like college? Uh, not as crazy as the fact I saw the tuition bill this week and I'm like, Oh, I'm like, Oh, okay. That's yeah. how this is going to roll. Yeah. yeah. Apparently yeah. Cincinnati is the Harvard of the American conference because it is expensive. Yeah. It's it really expensive. Is. I don't think you can come away unscathed through higher ed. It just is what yeah. it is, which is it's all good. awful, but here we are. Hey, my, my main goal is for the girls to get out of college without any student debt. And I think we're going to accomplish that. And so they're awesome. very lucky and lucky and privileged that they got that life. So good That's for them. That's awesome. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, most importantly, I want her to have a good college experience and get a great education. Right. And I think she'll have both of those things. So good. Huge. So there we are. Well, I'm excited about tonight's episode because we're kicking off our very first solo Nikki show. I'm nervous. Why am I Why nervous? You, you should. I listened to it. I thought it was good. You did? Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you. I've never hosted a podcast without you. And I don't know. I'm just like, I'm nervous. And I'm a little like just nervous to like put this content out there kind of on its own in its own. We've been talking about it for a while. Um, and now it's here. And I just hope everyone enjoys it. It's, you know, it's different. Put it that way. It is different. It, it was different for me listening to it. Um, none of this is critical feedback, but I was listening to it going, this isn't our show. Mm -hmm. and it's not intended to be our show, but it mm -hmm. is our show. <laughs> Does that make sense at all? Like, totally. you know, it's like, there's things that I do that are me and things that you do. And then when we're together, that's our show, you know, and it's okay for us to do things separate. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll just give the listeners kind of the genesis where this all came from, but I've mentioned it in the last week or so. And I think we talked about it a little uh, at the beginning of the James Townsend episode, 
like the, the, the toxic nature of what's been going on in CrossFit for the last, I don't know, probably since Glassman left, mm. um, is really starting to weigh on me. And it, and it isn't, you know, who's running the company or who isn't or isn't. And none of that for me is even, you know, pro Greg, anti whoever, you know, or, or the other way around even. It's just, I'm just tired of listening to everyone complain. And I want to do something more positive for the community. And so, you know, at least for me, I felt like, there are so many great podcasts out there covering the games and games athletes. I don't know. I don't feel like we need to double down on that. Like I don't get me wrong. I love talking to Vellner and to Frazier right, right. and all those guys. And we'll still do that. We're going to do that, yeah. but I want to give something back to the community. And so, you know, so Nikki and I started talking, I'm like, Hey, would you consider doing some, you know, some shows that are of interest to you and do them solo and, you know, as typical for you, Nikki, you're like, absolutely. You know, let's do some, you <laughs> know, I love, I love to talk and have people listen to me. <laughs> so. I, I love to talk and have my mom listen to my podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> my mom and my best friend, Whitney, the other day, she, she pulled up to the gym and I could hear, like, it was really loud. I could hear that there was a podcast coming from her car. And I literally was getting out of my car being like, oh, I got to ask what, what she's listening to. So I can get into, you know, whatever good podcast she's got, like blasting out of her car. And she opened her door and she was like, oh, I was just listening to you. And I was like, my face, like my skin melted off my face, embarrassed, like, oh, God, it was me. No. (laughs) Uh, Well, look, I just think there's so many great stories in our community that aren't about the games. Yeah. That aren't being told. And that was where our discussion came in. It's like we should be covering affiliates and what's going on in the gyms and we should be covering charities and, and, you know, that are CrossFit centric and we should be covering women's issues because, Hey, guess what? Half of our, you know, our gyms are filled half with women, if not more than half in a lot of mm-hmm. cases. Yeah. Uh, and, and they have a much different experience in their workouts than the men do. And so we should be talking about that because that's of interest to people and, you know, and talk about things that are fun and, you know, there's so many things that are, outside of the games that bring us together as a community that people get excited about that people aren't getting covered as much as I'd like to see them covered. And that was really kind of the genesis of this. And yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I think it's good I, stuff. No, I am too. I am too. And I got like, I, I would consistently get feedback um, whenever, you know, when I first came back from having the baby and actually even before when we were, when I was pregnant, we would, we would kind of just like slip into some topics that were more, lady centric on the show. And every time something like that happened, I would always get feedback from listeners being like, that is great. Let's do more of that. Um, and when you first suggested it, John, we did a little bit of research and we found there are not a ton of female voices in the CrossFit space as a whole. So, you know, doing this project and kind of finding a way to bring more voices into the space, sometimes to talk about the sport of CrossFit, sometimes to talk about sport in general, sometimes to talk about, you know, very, very specific women's issues, like, you know, all the things surrounding like postpartum training. And that's what you're going to hear in this episode coming up uh, when we debut it. But sometimes just like, I don't know, to hear other women talk about their experiences just in and around the entire realm of athleticism. Um, is definitely something that I think will enrich all of us in the community. So yeah, yeah it, it'll be, it'll be really cool. Kind of the great swath of, of guests we can have and topics we can cover. And I'm open 
very open. Please send me DMs, emails, whatever, um, with ideas that you have for people that you'd like to hear on this side of our show, because I'm totally open to whatever the, the masses want to hear. Yeah. And I, you know, I think for people listening, um, you know, we're not only going to do these kind of solo Nikki shows, I'm going to do some solo shows, um, that are different topics. So like Nikki right now is you're covering kind of, we're calling it focus on female. Uh, and so we have a series of those. I've already recorded a couple of kind of charity type episodes. I have one coming up with Scott Brett's from battle cancer that I've already recorded. Love him. He's great. Like so funny and clever and, uh, you know, really good stuff. We'll talk to, you know, different, you know, I've got some scheduled with affiliate owners and we've got people in the adaptive community coming in and, you know, just kind of all over the board. Um, so what I think you'll end up seeing is you'll see uh, some episodes solo with me, some with Nikki, and then you'll continue to see episodes with the two of us. So the good news is you're going to get double the episodes per week. Yeah. And that's really the gist of this is you'll probably get one solo episode, either Nikki or myself, and then you'll get an episode with the two of us. So, you know, the more the merrier. So hopefully totally. we'll cover more ground and, you know, you don't have to listen to everything, but we'd love it if you listen to everything and go from there. So. Yeah. I would encourage, I would say there's probably a few like of these focus on female episodes that don't necessarily apply to a lot of our male listeners, but I'd encourage you guys to just give them a listen and, and check them out because, you know, the, the more education and the more we can kind of all be on the same page about some of these things, uh, the better we'll be as a community. So that's well, it's funny you say that Nikki, because as the person doing the editing, I was listening to it <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I was learning stuff and I'm, I was sitting there thinking, man, if I were an affiliate owner, it would be really nice to understand the experience of my female athletes. Yeah. And, and, you know, cause I would apply it toward programming and scheduling and, you know, the things that go on, you know, coaching the things that go on day to day in the gym. So, you know, I think there will be some, people that listen that, you know, they're just an everyday athlete and they don't run a gym and, you know, so don't, don't listen. That's cool. We'll, we'll have an episode for you next week or yeah. in the same week even. Yeah. Um, and you know, if there are topics you guys want covered, shoot us a DM, send it to yeah. Nikki. You can, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see her screen name right on the screen. Now you can see mine too. shoot us DMS and we're happy to discuss uh, future episodes and what we want to bring on. Cause we mostly just want to cover the things that are of, of uh, a positive nature for the community and things yeah. that will uplift people and make them remember that we all have far more in common than we don't. Yes. And uh, for me, that's the most important thing. Yes, so. totally. Totally. That's a great way of putting it. Nice job. Oh, well, thank you. Mm. I worked on that all day long, all day long. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, Nikki, why don't you tell everybody what this show is going to be about, and then we'll kick it over to it. Yeah. So this first show I recorded with Kat Suchet, she runs um, Hatch Athletic, which is a training program for pregnant and also postpartum athletes. And um, she is very well-versed. She's a, a physio herself. She has a killer Australian accent. Uh, sounds much cooler than I do. And, um, in general, like we just, we have a really interesting story of how we met and I won't give anything away cause that's all coming up, but just, she's wonderful and sweet and knowledgeable and totally nerdy about like the science behind training. And, and she's very, uh, supportive and warm. And I think that you'll enjoy the conversation around, uh, her program and how she sort of like fell into what she's doing now. Yep. I thought it was a great episode. I enjoyed Thanks. listening to it. And, uh, and editing you out of it. It was terrific. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Well, I think everyone will enjoy it. Make sure you give it a listen and uh, give us feedback. We'd love to hear what you thought of this first solo episode and, and ideas for future episodes as we continue to bring you guys content. So with that, on to the show. Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, Nikki Brazier, and this is my first sort of venture outside of episodes alongside John um, in what I'm calling a little bit of a series focusing, I guess focusing more on women's issues or things within the CrossFit space and the, and the sports space that women are just kind of focusing on more, talking about more, and man, I'm, I'm really excited to do this. There's been, I think, a need in the space for some time to open up these kinds of discussions. Uh, and also just kind of since my own recent journey through having a baby and, and learning all sorts of new things about myself and my body and being a woman and being in this world, um, realizing that there's a lot of people having these conversations. And so we really wanted to open that up to the community. And I am so thrilled that for this first episode, I have an amazing guest with me. Kat Suchet from Hatch Athletic is here. And Kat, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. What time is it for you? We have an insane time, time difference. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's actually really sociable at this time. It's midday, like right smack bang in the middle of the workday, but I think it's nighttime for you, right? Yeah, totally. So it's past baby bedtime, which is why this was able to, we were able to work this out. But, um, Kat, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. For for the people who don't know, who aren't Hatch athletes just yet, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do, your specialty and um, and how you got started. Yeah. So again, so thr so thrilled to be talking to you today. We've we've developed a bit of a relationship over the time that you've you know had your bub, and um, I just we we began talking just now about you know um, how important it, it is becoming to have these conversations. So I'm really thrilled that we're that we're having this conversation. Um, I guess Hatch Athletic came about for the exact same reason that you're wanting to create these conversations and have these conversations in that I'm a physiotherapist by trade. That's my background. Um, but I'm also, uh, I was quite a competitive CrossFit athlete and a coach in, in that world. And I, when I became pregnant, I hit an absolute brick wall. I found it very, very challenging. Um, I was the kind of uh, I guess you could say like a a type personality, sort of. I get that. That perfect type <laughs> personality. You know, I, I would say the majority of people that come through Hatch and the majority of people probably listening to this podcast even are a specific type of person that loves to perform. You know, we love to achieve, we love to push ourselves and push our limits and see results and progress, and and so. As someone who <laughs> who was very much this this type of person, pregnancy uh, and the whole experience postpartum as well hit me like a, a ton of bricks. Um, because for the first time in my life, I couldn't manipulate my body and see the results that I wanted, um, and I had to begin to make some changes to my mindset, some changes to my training, but also. I realized that there just wasn't enough information out there for our demographic. So thankfully, in bygone days, my goodness, our mum, our mum's generation, our parents' generation, fitness in pregnancy wasn't really a thing, was it? No. It's, um, 
it was I mean you could go to keep fit or maybe do a pregnancy yoga class if you were lucky but fitness and pregnancy 50 years ago was definitely not cool um, and a lot of doctors midwives uh, healthcare professionals would have erred on the side of caution when 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 you know dealing with a woman who wanted to do fitness during pregnancy and thankfully now we're in a we're in an um an age and a stage where it's completely flipped its lid it's completely flipped on its head and it's now totally acceptable it's in the guidelines now to be to stay fit during pregnancy and postpartum and actually it's sort of gone the other way now certainly in our field of the field of perfectionists and athletes and women that want to go hard is that we're now going harder. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, gosh, it's all about finding a balance. And I found as a physiotherapist, as a healthcare professional myself, I was coming into contact with more and more women who were going hard and were slamming it and smashing it and watching these women on social media and seeing these ads now that are very pro-sport in pregnancy, which is fantastic, but there comes a limit. And so it was my mission to create a platform, a program, a a set of courses and programs and sort of training for these athletes that are, to all intents and purposes, superior athletes like the stuff that we do is really elite stuff even if you go to the gym five six times a week and do a crossfit class don't be modest you what you're doing is really extreme stuff you have a barbell you're you're taking kettlebells dumbbells overhead regularly you're swinging off a gymnastics bar this stuff is not normal (laughs) and yet it is being normalized because we're such an incredible body of women now that are so capable but the guidelines just need to catch up Mm -hmm. um um, to keep women safe yes we need to tell them that fitness in pregnancy is awesome keep moving yes do it do it do it we want you to keep fit we want you to be strong strong pregnancies are the way forwards but be educated, be knowledgeable, be your own autonomous athlete here. Don't do some stupid stuff that could get you in a state of injury or that could get you in a state of setbacks. And so Hatch Athletic, in a very long-winded way, when, when you first asked the question was, what, what, where does this come from and how, what is it? It's basically to a community that tries to support our kind of athlete our kind of athletic woman it doesn't necessarily mean that you're competitive Um, it just means that you're competitive with yourself and that that kind of woman is a very mm, kind of more vulnerable woman in pregnancy and postpartum because because she likes to push hard and she won't take no for an answer (laughs) um and so yeah so we've got we've got these courses and and postpartum programs as you know and but we're also a huge community of free staff resources um a facebook group and we just want to we want to be there for women who like me had nothing at the time but now you know we're putting together the 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 resources that we know and the information that we've got into something that that women can can use for their pregnancies and their postpartum journeys. I think that 
the the wealth of information is so important that you put out there because you know and I've said this before if you've if you've listened to the podcast before you know I've complained <laughs> a bazillion times about this but the the lack of information and the lack of education from a trusted source you know, cause you can Google it. You can Google anything, you know, when I was pregnant, the number of times I Googled, like, how could I work out while still pregnant or how much weight can I lift while still pregnant? 10 different websites will pull up 10 different answers. So the lack of information from what, what you would deem a credible source. And what I wanted was a medical source. Like I wanted to be able to just tune out the internet and call up my OB and be like, what can I do? And I wanted one woman to give me one answer. And that's what I was going to go with. And they really couldn't, you know, the nurses told me, don't, please don't lift more than 25 pounds. And I was like, that's a big joke. So I'm not going to listen to you. Um, and my doc, my, right. Exactly. And my doc was actually great. She was very normal about it. And she was like, you know, you can still work out to 70, 75% of your max capacity. Like you're a conditioned athlete. I have no problem with you going to the gym every day. Like, you know, do your thing. But I just couldn't, I was so frustrated. I couldn't figure out like who can just tell me what to do? Who can better explain what my standards should be or what my parameters should be as a trusted source? And so I think that when we first met, I was kind of like, oh, like, you know, she she comes from a place, from a medical or scientific place. She has that sort of like platform to build upon a really great foundation to make the course because there's also a lot of people who I don't know they've been training for a long time or they've been crossfitting for a long time and they have resources about pregnancy and postpartum and that's great too I just really wanted something and that's not to discredit anyone I just personally really wanted someone or something that came from a place of more than just experience in this sport because it's not just that right it's also science and our bodies and evolution. And like, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it. So I, to me, that makes you a little bit of a unique source. And I, I like how you've built your programs based upon that stuff. Can you just tell us a little bit how that influenced you in, cause a lot of it is like um, slow going foundation building, you know, that stuff matters. Yeah, of course it does. And I think um, that's something that we forget as CrossFit athletes in general, not just pregnancy and postpartum. I think CrossFit can sometimes get a bad rep um, for injury and things like that. And that's because, again, we often go, 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 but we don't always put play a lot of attention to all that extra tiny little bit of, bit of work that we need to do on our weaknesses and slow down and do the rehab do the shoulder stuff you know you know why because mostly for the most part and this is what I end up saying day in day out in my in my role as a clinician as well is frankly that stuff is boring mm -hmm. yeah it's eating your vegetables uh, yeah it is it's you're, you're so right it's eating vegetables and staying hydrated no one wants to do it but if we don't do it, then we run the risk of, you know, obviously you're not going to get injured if you don't eat vegetables. But, well. <laughs> um, you know, I am a culprit. I'm a culprit. I'm a physiotherapist. I'm giving out exercises all day, every day. And I've still got a niggly shoulder that I never do my rehab on. So I get it. And I think that's half half the struggle is I understand that this stuff is can be mind-numbingly boring and um but it was also really important to me sorry Nikki you were talking all about it needing to be research-based and it needed to have medical back 
background. That was so important for me too, because there are, there is a lot of stuff out there and there's a growing body of stuff out there from personal trainers and things. But for me, as that very A-type person that wanted to get it perfect, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted the research. And actually, when I started to dive into research with weightlifting, with high impact, high intensity stuff in pregnancy and early postpartum, we did find stuff, but there's there's not a lot out there, you know. There's really still not a lot out there. It's growing. There's a growing body of information And we've now got some really like trusted sources that keep churning stuff out, which is amazing. And they're just doing research paper after research paper, which is fab. Um, And something that I really wanted to do was create something that evolved because this this thing is changing all the time. Since I launched Hatch two years ago, I have adjusted the courses and the programs three times already. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and you don't see, you don't see that happening in the PT world and in the training world. Again, not not to do anyone down because I think what's out there is is really solid stuff. But I just wanted that edge in the in the sense that we're evolving with the guidelines and we're getting stuff all the time. In fact, my cl- the clinic that I work at. Um, is, is sending me research and they know that I, I love all of this. That's why they hired me <laughs> is that they're always like, Oh, cat's really into this CrossFit stuff. She's really, I'm really into the sort of urinary incontinence side of things, mm-hmm. diastasis, abdominal separation. So they're pinging me stuff all the time into my inbox. And I'm like rabbiting away with it and putting it up on, on uh, our Instagram profiles and sharing it with you guys first, because it's amazing. It's the most amazing time to be involved in this. Um, and I, I, I do think um, there is more and more research going on, um, which is teaching us more about the pregnant and postpartum athlete than we've ever known before, more about what we're able to do safely and confidently. Actually, there's so much that we can do. There's so much. Um, but there are these fences, there are these limits that then take it back into being boring again. Like, like you wouldn't know about that six week wait <laughs> postpartum that you've got to, you've got to, you've just, sometimes you've just got to wait mm-hmm. and do pretty much nothing. And that's really, really boring. And I'm always got athletes coming to me saying, Kat, what can I do after I've given birth on that six week wait? I'm going mad here. Like yep. I'm, I'm beating the walls down here. Mm-hmm. And I just have to say, I, nothing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> not much I mean we've got it we've now because I'm asked so frequently um I've actually come out with an ebook of stuff that you actually can do because people are just so desperate for this um and there are a few things that you actually can do yeah. um and, and there's all sorts that you can do but a lot of the time it's just a case of shifting that mindset and changing the brain changing the way we're thinking about things for this very short season, which is it is just a season, but it's really hard when you're in it to to contemplate that. It just feels like it's forever. It does. <laughs> um, it totally does. But we've tried to make it fun, you know, Nikki. Like the program is does all designed around a CrossFit workout. Even from week one, we do. You know, you do your warm up, you do your strength piece, you then have your workout that's really fun and sweaty, even in week one. So, yeah, it's it's it can be really boring, but we are 
definitely the most fun one out there because we're based on like trying to engage the athlete brain so yeah I think I think it's all about having something that's research-based having something that is does all the boring stuff but does it in a really engaging way so that you get it done and then it's done and then it's done and you're back in the gym and you're not injured and then it's done and you're back in the gym you've not had hiccups and it's not been a crazy painful stop start journey you know so I think it's worth it in the end if you can just adjust that mindset a little bit you're back in the gym and you're not peeing your pants that's what everyone's thinking (laughs) (laughs) truly let's just be honest yeah you're back in the gym you're not peeing your pants you've not you've not sprained an ankle because you've gone for a run in the fourth week you know you know 80 percent of of CrossFit athletes reported some form of urinary incontinence and that was everyone that wasn't just those that had had babies and then when you have a baby you're in an increased risk so I mean that's basically all of us that have had babies it's not normal though it's not normal and it's not okay you know we've got to have these conversations I I want to I want to talk for a hot second just about how we met because I think this is this is really special, and I think this speaks to the other half of what you're doing outside of your programming, which is the community yeah. building aspect of it. So Kat just slid right into the DMs. <laughs> I think I was maybe home like two or three days with the baby, like barely, barely home first week, something like that. And I remember that you didn't you didn't ask me when I was going to get back to training. You weren't like, Hey, I have a program. Do you want to join us? You were like, Hey, are you okay? And I was like, no. And I, I don't, I don't know if you caught me in like a 2am breastfeeding moment when I saw your message for the first time or, or what was going through my mind, but I, I suffered so intensely from postpartum uh, anxiety. And for some reason, Kat, you were just the perfect stranger on the internet in that moment for me to be like, <gasps> let me just tell you everything that's happening to me right now. I'm having such a hard time and I don't know what's going on. And, and I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Tons of people sent me messages and I did not spill my guts to every single human on the inter in, on the internet but something about when you messaged me and where you were coming from in that moment I just felt very safe to be like I'm really not okay right now actually and there's another woman somewhere on the other side of the world who's going to totally understand what I'm going through and you did that was and, pretty it was pretty amazing those conversations uh-huh. yeah yeah and it was just like I don't know how to sum up all of what that emotional and hormonal roller coaster is and does, but I tried really hard and like, you know, a few characters at a time via direct message and just to have, to, to have you show a level of understanding that is not only as another woman, that is not only as a mother, because you truly don't even have to be a mom to understand like the female emotional hormonal swing that happens every so often. Um, but also as someone who has like, you know, just been working with women like me and talking to women like me about working out, that's a little bit of a therapy role. It is. So I just, I, I don't know what, but I felt so comfortable and, and our conversations, they really helped me through a dark time. I gotta, I gotta tell you that honestly. 
Well, I'm I'm really pleased to hear that because um, I got that as well. I got I got that you wanted to talk and w- weren't really sure about how to articulate it or how what to say. But I just sensed that you needed something, and I think. I think having having been through it, um, I too experienced quite severe postnatal depression myself and didn't have anyone checking in on me. Um, and the repercussions of that just it makes it spiral. And I I just know that the most important thing is to know that there's someone out there who is just like you say, just saying, Are you are you okay? Is is everything okay? Um, because there's a lot of excitement about bub there's a lot of talk about an expectation I think as well especially if you're in in the uh, public eye on what's she gonna do when she's when she's gonna get back in the gym when mm-hmm. are we get an announcement or a post on her doing xyz and again I think that puts you in a, a bit more of a vulnerable position because at the end of the day, who's looking out for your mental health and your mental well-being in the middle of the night? Like, I don't know. I It wasn't that I planned it, <laughs> but um, it's, it's, very, it's very important that we have a community and that we've got those platforms and those people that we can talk to because it can get really, really hard, especially yeah. in the early days. Um, so, yeah, I think... I think I would just want to recognise that and I want other women to recognise that it isn't all roses and it's it can be incredibly confronting those first few weeks and months and, you know, you are taken away from everything that you know. If it's your first pub, everything that you know, being physically capable, being sociable, um, being challenged by your work, um, being mentally stimulated by all sorts of things. And then suddenly, just out of nowhere, everything changes. And I guess there's a certain expectation to change with it, but we're not really coached on how to do that, especially when you've got all of those hormones as well. Um, so I'm pleased that we were there at the right time. Um, and I'm also pleased that you seem to be doing a lot better now. Yeah, thank goodness, man. That was a, it was. I had about six weeks, six weeks of really tough nights where I just I couldn't sleep. And I'm I'm every day I'm thankful because I talk to women who deal with it for their whole first year. Some of them, some of them who are still kind of like riding the roller coaster several years after birth. Some who have you know needed to lean into different types of treatments for the long term and and all of that is so I respect every struggle because I feel in the long run I feel so lucky and it's not it's not gone it never is gone and I don't think that people recognize the long term you know like still seeing my postpartum therapist once a week I think the entire world should be in therapy but that's a whole nother discussion I agree um, yes yeah, please everyone it would make for a lovely and loving world. Um, and, you know, and, and, and thoughts are, they creep back in and, and I worry about expanding our family again and having more kids in the future and what that means for my mental health and what that means for my physical health. 
too. I mean, oh my gosh, we're talking about it now because we ain't getting no younger and it'd be nice to just get this whole like baby making thing out of the way. But I look at my journey and I'm like, man, do I even like, do I even continue to try to make strides in the gym and, you know, get back to where I was? And and I don't even necessarily mean with my body, but like with my performance, but like, mm-hmm. okay, a little bit with my body too. Do I even like keep putting effort into that shit if I'm just going to get pregnant again? I mean, truly. Yeah. No, you do. You really want to. The girls that don't in between both bubs really, really feel it the next time. Really? Yeah. Okay. So get get yourself back back into a certain level of fitness and strength that you feel ready to go again. You know, you don't wanna you don't wanna just coast into the next one if you want to feel physically capable. You want to build up that strength again, that good foundation that you had from the first from the first. And that's not a pressure, you know, to be like, you must be exactly as you were before you right. had your first. But um but yeah, don't don't skip it just because you think, you know, oh, you know, actually, what's the point? I'm just about to undo all of this again. It's so hard. It's so hard to be a woman in general. It's <laughs> true. Sometimes I look at my partner, I'm like, how dare you? Oh, my God. You get to have these beautiful babies. Mm-hmm. Um, and y'all didn't do shit. I mean, I guess you did a little bit. I guess you kind of helped for like five minutes, but like, really? <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. Like constantly having these um, conversations with my poor partner who can't really defend himself at all because, you know, he's he's like, I don't know. I don't know. I can't be a woman. So what can I do? Right. Um, but yeah, it's hard, man. It's so hard to think that you're putting on all this work. And if you want a second one, yeah, we've got to go through this whole circus all over again. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, I tell you what, the journey that I've been on and the people that I've met, the conversations that we're having right now and the people that will be listening to this, the platform that I've created with Hatch and the extent of what's happened as a result of this crazy, painful, difficult, wonderful journey is way better than being a dude and not going through any of this. (laughs) (laughs) True. Mic drop. Absolutely. (laughs) I would do it again in a heartbeat because the, the experiences and the things that I've learned and the stuff that I know now as a woman, not just as a mother, not just as an athlete, but as a human being is like priceless. So whenever you're like, feeling like what the hell is this game like this is such a joke just think of it as a different type of training it's Mm. like I don't know it doesn't training as an athlete isn't always training for the physical body and I think this journey that we go on as women is absolutely the hardest thing that we're going to go through ever but there's a you know there are some incredible byproducts from it that you know it's gonna make us amazing we're gonna yeah. be amazing <laughs> totally totally and if you're having trouble people can just dm you right because you'll just do therapy via dm <laughs> exactly that's it all through the night uh, breastfeeding dms like on tap over here come on perfect come on. <laughs> perfect let's do that um 
No. And honestly, I, I tell that story uh, to kind of lead into the whole community that you're building with Hatch. And I'm, I'm curious to know, because now you've got more than just me, you know, you've got all sorts of women who have signed up to, to get that kind of support from you on the physical, but that kind of goes hand in hand with the mental. So what do you guys do to build, to build community support like that? And especially when people maybe are going through tough times mentally, how does the community step up? Well, we're a Facebook group, first and foremost. Um, got over a thousand girls in there now. We only launched that Facebook group a year ago, so that's that's going really nicely. Um, and within that, I'm live every week or so. Not every week, most weeks. <laughs> um, so I go live with free coaching in there. So it could be something really physical, like really anatomical, like I might do a seminar on the pelvic floor or you know, high impact in pregnancy or abdominal separation, like I try to answer some of those frequent questions that we get. Um, or it might be more of a kind of how to cope with the physical um, making it happen stuff. So we go into like motherhood stuff. So how do you actually get into the gym after you've got a baby? Um, how do you make it happen? How can you make longer lasting changes happen when things seem to be going so slowly? So those sort of like, I guess it's it's the foundations of personal training. But then we've also got like big mindset stuff. So I did a, a huge mental health live a little while ago. Um, we have people on as well. So we've got CrossFit athletes that have come and given us interviews about their own experiences. So it's an education and a community situation in there. Um, in terms of actual accountability and company, which is something that I really miss. So if you're used to going to a gym, for example, or if you are a CrossFit athlete, which is kind of, you know, where, what we're geared towards and or functional fitness, we are we are a community. And that's that's the first thing that seems to be lost when you have a baby is your tribe yeah <laughs> and they're all carrying on and it feels like they're all carrying on without you you know even when you visit in the gym with beautiful bub they'll hold the bub and you know it's all about the bub and they'll ask you when you're coming back but there's this strange feeling in you which is like I don't know when I'm going to be back how much fitness have I lost here? There's so much doubt. My boobs are like hanging out of my sport bra sideways. Yep. Um, am I going to miss a feed? Is the baby going to survive if I do this workout? Am I going to survive if I do this workout? All these crazy feelings when you're returning. And so that I feel like there's a lot, a lot going on. Um, so we try, we try to buddy, buddy women up in the early days with someone else that's exactly the same stage of postnatally yeah. as you are. And that's very, like, don't think anyone else does that yet. Um, but it, we found it's really, really helpful. And we've actually been looking at the scores, mental health scores of the women that do the programme. Because um, I'm a scientist. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of I course. Need, I, need, I need proof. So I've been actually taking everyone's baseline mental health scores, strength scores, so physical, but also mental health scores at the start of the program. And then it's like my own little trial, getting them to rate their mental health scores as well as all their physical scores at the end of the program, because I want to see that we're actually helping women's physical strength. We're getting them back into the gym, but we're also improving their 
their sense of well-being as new mums. And what's happening with Hatch is we are. <laughs> um, and I, I put that down to the fact that we are buddying women up together. So there'll be someone else that signs up to the programme that week. I buddy them up. If they're in the same country, I try to get them together. Um, but sometimes there's a bit of a time difference. But then they are, they've got a buddy doing the programme at the same time. So it's that, yeah, it's not the same as being in the gym as your buddies. And you're going to feel that sense of loss for a short while. Um, but like I've said before, it does, it doesn't last forever. And in the meantime, we are, we're there and your buddy is there. And we found, we found that that's really, really helpful in helping women get through it, especially that are used to, you know, that not all CrossFit athletes, it's rugby players, it's team sports players, it's totally totally. soccer players and volleyball players, gymnasts that are part of big, part of big sort of, Um, troops that are used to being part of these big communities so that is so so important for mental health I think is keeping people connected so yeah yeah that's huge Kat I didn't know you were doing that that is like so the the number one thing that I recommend like my friends when they get pregnant or people who ask me like what was you know really helpful for you in dealing with some of the postpartum junk that really just you can't help after you have that big hormonal crash I always say that one of the best things I did when I was newly postpartum was I joined a new mom's group and that like that word in and of itself, when I first heard it, when, when the new mom told me to join, you know, one of my girlfriends who was going through it at the time, uh, I was like, ew, I'm like not a PTO mom. I'm not a soccer mom. I do not go to new mom's group. Like I do not have friends from the group. No, that's not who I am. Fuck that. Um, But, but she was like, no, please just do it because truthfully, like they pair you up with people who are going through, you know, everyone who was in my group was within, I think like four weeks of me. So some, I think I was the youngest, uh, had the youngest baby in the group, but so everyone was either doing it right with me or had just done it and, you know, could like look back two weeks and be like, oh yeah, we just, you know, we just got the weird green poop or like, we just, this is, you know, the most (laughs) random shit that happens to you after you have a baby. Um, Oh, I sterilize my pacifier 17 times a day. What do you mean you only do it three times a day? And then, of course, you like, now I look back on it and it like falls on the gym floor and I'm like, it's fine. Go ahead. Oh, what a lick. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I was shocked to find how that solidarity helped me in that time, not only with the very difficult and sort of like fragile, vulnerable mental state that I was in, but also just in a way to bounce crazy ideas off of people because the shit that goes through your brain when you're a new parent and this is dad's too the shit that goes through your brain when you're just like is that normal is that okay did you do this what do we do here what do we do about there how do you do this diaper how did you you swaddle you velcro you like just the the questions so to have someone truly in the trenches with you and for breastfeeding moms, actually anyone who's feeding, even dads, if you're bottle feeding, to have someone to text at 2 a.m., that means yeah. that means the world when you feel isolated. So that's that's a really cool thing that you guys are doing. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been good so far. Um, it's not always perfect. It might be a week or, or so off, but um, I know the girls really appreciate it. Um, and we always pair them up in the group itself. So when girls get paired together if they want to they always tell me if they want it or not um then the community gives everyone a round of applause because they're starting and yeah it's like um it's like a big 
big family, really. Mm-hmm. Big Newman's group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, Kat, what would you say? I, there's probably like a million you can think of offhand, but if you had to say like the number one question you get when you have a woman who is newly postpartum, who's trying to get back into it, or, or I know you have women who come to you who are pregnant too. What's like the top question or topic that you get asked about? Like, Hey, I really want to join hatch. I'm wondering about, is it like abdominal separation or is it, I, I, I really don't want to pee when I lift. Like those are the kinds of things that I feel like are very hot topics, but what are, what's the, big topic they're really hot topics and I would say as a physio yes abdominal separation um and incontinence but you know what the the biggest question that I get almost every day Hmm. is when can I run yeah Yeah. I ask that too the biggest (laughs) question I get it all of the time um even if they're even if they're just CrossFit athletes that hate running they want to know run again um, so if I was choosing, I would go with something about, you know, my favorite topics and, and stress urine, your incontinence and abdominal separation are, are, I would say the second two are the big ones, um, in terms of women want to know how much weight they want to li- they are able to lift. And the, the big questions is how long is this going to take? And when, and also have I got, have I got this abdominal separation issue? But yeah, the big, the big one is when can I run again? Um, do, do, do you want the answer or? Well, yeah, well, I <laughs> would love to know. I would love, and I, I, can I guess? Can I guess the answer? Yeah, have a, have a guess. See, see, see what you think and how, like, how did it work for you? When did you start running again? Okay, so I, my guess is the answer is it depends on the woman, truly. Yeah, okay, there's no easy answer, right? Um, I, I did my first run at five weeks before I should have, but I was just absolutely going insane. And I knew that even if it was not truly what I should have been doing. I needed it to save my mental health for the day. So I figured I wasn't going to ruin anything by going on one very light jog. Um, I had been seeing a pelvic floor PT through my pregnancy and, and also postpartum. So I kept asking her when I could run and, you know, she was giving me um, evaluations and checks and, and physical appointments where she was sort of like measuring the pressure that I was presenting and seeing if I was having any sort of prolapse or anything like that. Um, and so she told me truly to wait until about 12 weeks. Um, but that if I, what I was doing and what I was asking her if it was okay, as I was going around my block and I was walking fast and then I would slightly run uphill so that there was not a lot of impact and there was not a lot of, you know, it was basically like doing the Stairmaster and you can't really, I can't still to this day run uphill very fast anyway. So, and she was okay with me doing that from six to 12 weeks, uh, you know, a couple times a week. But yeah, she said, really, we want to wait for people to get to about 12 weeks. And that at 11 weeks, I had a check where she was like, you're good, you're clear, you can run. Yeah. Amazing. I think um, that's something that we've not actually touched on at all, Nikki, is the importance of going to see a women's or pelvic health physio, Mm -hmm. even in pregnancy, because um, like you say, 
every woman is different. And the more work I do in this field, the more I realize there isn't a set guideline for anyone. However, we are trying to make guidelines because not everyone can go to, um, you know, or not everyone can access these things. Sometimes in certain countries, they can be really prohibitively expensive. Um, so in an ideal world, yes, you're going to see women's health physios in pregnancy to figure out your pelvic floor tone, to see what your actual resting tone is like, to prepare you for birth, but also to prepare you for out the other side as well. Um, and like you say, going to see a pelvic floor physiotherapist, regardless of what delivery you had postpartum is super, super important around that six week mark when you would go and see your OB or your GP or, or um, have that medical approval to return to gentle exercise. Go see a women's health physio if you possibly can at the same time, because what that's going to do is, is it's going to give you an assessment of your own physical landscape within you your pelvic floor what kind of tone are you able to create in there what your resting tone is so how things hang out when you're not thinking about everything when you're not doing a squeeze what's happening there because when you run we're not constantly squeezing our pelvic floor we need to know what we're automatically able to generate and the only real real way to know that is to go and see a professional to have it assessed at the same time, we've got these guidelines and you're perfectly correct. You've obviously seen the right professionals, the guidelines that are out there and they have been published and now to wait until 12 weeks postnatally. So when you are cleared, hopefully at around that six to eight week mark by your medical professional, you will be given the thumbs up to resume gentle exercise but that does not give you license to go on a run mm -hmm. that is that isn't the thumbs up to try your first gentle jog even that is your license to start your rehab and from there on the guidelines the generic guidelines are that from there on for that six to twelve weeks you're spending time working out where your pelvic floor is at again regardless of what delivery you had even if you had a c-section there is a lot of pelvic floor rehab that's going on your bub sat on your pelvic floor for nine months um, and you've probably done an awful lot of training and postural adjustments and all sorts of things in that time so these things need time to settle again and then at 12 weeks we make the recommendations that you can start this is very very basic sort of recommendations in that from that point on you can do your couch to 5k or whatever it might be that you're wanting to do given that you've got the right pelvic floor tone given that you've got the right abilities to begin gentle jump training and um given that you've not got any other complications like prolapse or that you've been told that you can't do high impact for xyz reasons so, yes, everyone is different. And I think I get athletes in all the time that I do assess and say, actually, yeah, we can start you a little bit sooner because, yeah, there's some of the C-section ladies that come through that haven't had any pelvic floor issues that never leaked pre-baby pre that have had an uncomplicated C-section and that have really good pelvic floor control and that we start them on some really gentle jump training a little bit earlier. Um, but that's a case by case basis. Mm. But it is a long, it feels like a long time. A lot of women will say, oh, I've been cleared by my GP or my OB. 
at six weeks. I'm just going to, you know, take the pram out for a little push, a little jog and see how it goes. But unfortunately, it is a little bit more complicated than that. And that's what we're trying to stop happening is we're trying to stop these later postpartum prolapses. And we're also trying to stop this stress urinary incontinence where your body just isn't ready your your sphincters around the urethra to contain to contain your bladder aren't ready <laughs> and you've got to do that you've got to do the work the boring work I'm afraid to um to just get back into it but it's worth it hey Nikki wouldn't you yeah. say worth yeah it? it is it is and I think it's it's worth it and it also like I don't know it is less scary because I spent a lot of time newly postpartum dying to get back into the gym but also worried that I was going to wreck my body like I was always worried I was going to do something wrong or something that was going to hurt me later and so you're you're very uh very right spot on that I I'm lucky to have had access to a pelvic floor PT but I just felt like every time I went and see her and she was saying, you know, like, yeah, this is good. Or your tone is good. Or your breathing is right. You know, I would always be like, okay, but can I run or am I going to ruin it? Am I going to ruin the tone here? Can I lift or am I going to ruin it? Can I put my belt back on or am I going to ruin everything that I've been working for? And so I just think it is worth it. And it's worth it to have the proper help or the proper education or the proper virtual education. If people are joining your community from afar, because it takes away some of the scariness around getting back to it, even if you're doing it right. And also like, just, I don't know, being terrified that you're going to mess it up. How am I going to mess it up? That's like a new mom, <laughs> new mom mantra. How am I going to mess this up? Well, we want it to be perfect, don't we? Yeah, yeah totally. So, and I think there is, there is a lot of that as well. And I'm, I've tried to be careful to not be like too scaremongering about the things that can happen whilst communicating the things that can happen, you know, finding that balance between getting people to take their rehab seriously, but also not being too scared that they actually don't enjoy their rehab and get going, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's hard, especially when you're doing something a bit more generic and trying to reach more people around the world because everybody is different. And in a day I'll see, you know, many different pelvic floors. Um, so it is, it is tricky. And that's, that's why first and foremost, I do say that, that, that that's really important. But don't be afraid. I guess what I'm trying to say is if you are, if you can't get to women's health physio and you feel like, oh my gosh, like my journey will only be perfect if I go and see a women's health physio. That's not true either. There is a lot, there is a lot out there that we can teach you. The program, for example, is there specifically for women that need that that guidance that can't do their own program that don't want to do their own programming frankly I mean who wants to do their own programming with a like eight week old baby no I I didn't (laughs) no way the only reason I've crossfitted for this long is because I want to show up at the gym and have someone tell me what to do that's the only reason Mm -mm. I'm the same I need to be told what to do so if you're that kind of person, then this is great. This is perfect. <laughs> yeah. How, how can um, people let, let us know if, if anyone is listening to this and they happen to be in that season of life where they could use your help? How do people get in touch and sign up and learn more about Hatch? We are on Instagram. So we're at Hatch underscore athletic 
We have a full-blown website, www.hatchathletic.com. And we are also our Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group, but you can just request to join it with a few simple questions. And it's called the Hatch Athletic Community. So join us on one of those three platforms and we're there all the time. I'm still obsessed with it. So I'm constantly on the chat. <laughs> too much. My partner tells me way too much. But um, yeah, so those are the best ones. But if you have questions, I'm also here. Cat um, at hatchathletic.com is my email address. And I'm always happy to hear from women all over the place. I mean, yes, people listening to this podcast, are they in the US or are they everywhere? No, we have we have listeners all over the world. I'm actually constantly um, shocked at how many people all over the world and in different time zones and sending merch all over the place. It's wicked cool. I don't know how that happened, but I'm, I'm grateful for it every day. I think it's rad. I love that. I love how small the world is getting with the digital reach and things I, I love that with Hatch too I, I live in Sydney but I'm from the UK and I'm talking to you in America and it's mm-hmm. just yeah it's just awesome I love that so so fun <laughs> well Kat thank you so much for joining me truly I could sit and chat with you forever we'll have to have you back on because there are just there are so many moving parts when you're talking about pregnancy and postpartum and getting back to like a a physical state and also a mental state. And that's all connected, especially with us happen to be within this CrossFit community and I think in sport in general. So I'll stop myself now because I will talk to you for five more hours. Um, We'll have to have you back because there's a lot, there's a lot more that we could dive into, but I do really appreciate, first of all, I really appreciate you reaching out to me way back when and, and even bothering me if I didn't respond being like, Hey, (laughs) Hey, I'm just, just, are you okay? (laughs) You should let me know that you're all right. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for everything that you're doing for the other women that are also going through that season of life. You're so welcome. And thanks for, thanks for wanting to share it more. Cause I think there's loads of women that need, need this stuff and you're an incredible platform to make that happen so I'm really honored to be here and thank you and it's been so lovely to actually meet you I feel like I know it's just I we click somehow and it's just been a real pleasure totally yeah thank you yeah thank you as well from me um for everyone listening to this if you guys have ideas on different types of topics or I don't even know I don't know I feel like this little offshoot of what John and I have started could go in so many different directions. So I'm all ears. I am open to different topics and ideas and things that happen to be touching women in our community. So send me a DM or an email or something and let me know if there's anything specific that you would like to have a conversation about. And I am totally down to expand this podcast to all the different corners of the universe and see if we can just get great conversations going about things that us ladies are interested in chatting about. So uh, again, for everyone listening, thank you guys so much for tuning in and we will talk to you soon.